Hey, welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. My name is Mindy Lahorn. I started this podcast years ago, just wanting to share the reason for my hope and hopefully share a little bit of humor and truth and just life stuff. What's transpired has been some interesting situations, but I find myself in my fifth year of being a widow and uh, some other things have happened too, but I happen to own a fitness business and um, I started a little women's ministry, a zero drama, zero judgment group of women that I actually created right before Lee died. And I'm like, what? And then I, I, I have gone five years with that and thank God for them. I praise God for them. But it's offered me some really interesting avenues. And one I want to talk about today is I think one of the things that God has done through loss and just struggle is use my story for his glory, so to speak. And I'm not saying I'm special. It's just I get asked to do certain things sometimes and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about death anymore. I want to, I would much rather talk about like fashion or fitness or let's go have some, let's go do something fun, right? But every time God allows for something to come about where um, I get to share, not the story about me necessarily, but what God has done through it, gosh, the amazing things that transpire. I, I can't even begin to tell you. And one of the things I want to share with you today is I spoke at a women's um, event last weekend and their particular focus and like, here's our theme. Our theme's hope. And I'm like, oh, okay. And a friend of mine that I've known for years, she used to come to my fitness classes. She was like, I thought of you immediately. Would you maybe want to speak? And like in my heart, like, can I be honest with you? In my heart, I'm always like, no, I don't want to. Now, do I want to get around a bunch of girls and dress up and have fun? Sure. And by the way, these are some amazing ladies. Um, do I want to tell my story? Because it's so sad. It's like so unattractive. And I don't necessarily mean pretty. I just mean, God, I'm so sick and tired of talking about it. But why did God let it happen, right? And 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 I don't know the answer to why God let it happen. But if I share with others that I still have joy through all this loss, that I still have hope, it shines the beacon on Jesus and not so much the terrible things, you know, that have happened. It shines a hopeful light on, I mean, the reason I still laugh and the reason I still want to have fun and the reason I'm not just completely devastated. And I think I was for a little while. Don't get me wrong. And uh, and I know you may have heard this before, but just real fast, if this is your first time here, time frame was this. Lee got sick and passed away. Um, he had cancer, by the way, at the end of 2019. Well, then what happened in March of 2020? Do you remember? Do you remember? I'm pretty sure you do. So we were like, what is happening? Like, wow. You know, like, wow. What is happening? What are you doing, God? And plus, we were just missing that sweet man. He's a wonderful father, wonderful husband, all the things. So when you listen to a speaker, I think you think, well, what's the reason I should listen to this person? Even if you're not a super critical person, it's like you want to go, well, why would you talk to me about nutrition if it looks like you don't have great nutrition? You know what I mean? Why would I talk to you about fitness uh, You know, if you don't seem as if you look healthy? And I don't mean skinny, but you know what I mean? Why would you talk to me about how to you know, get my finances in order if you have terrible finances and a horrible credit score? You know what I mean? It's like you kind of have to give the reason for why people should listen to you. So I want to give you 
a few things that God placed on my heart for this particular conference, for this particular women's um, meeting. And sometimes I'm amazed because you guys, I'm only good because he's good. I'm, I'm serious. Like some of the things I'm like, why would I even think of that? Right. And the other times I'm like, oh, that's so good. But I know it's not me. It's good because it's not because it's Jesus. But I want to share with you a few things. One, one thing that was really neat, we had like a little bleep. We had like a little thing that I had them write on, fill in the blank. Because, you know, you just, you have better focus when you're writing or even doodling. And you have better memory retention. And it goes a little deeper when you write it down. And so I'll, I'll go quickly through this. I won't go through all the things. But I thought, well, let me just put it this way. The response was overwhelming. I had young ladies and, and immature ladies, and I had a few widows come and say, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, tell me. Because by the way, when you're a widow, you feel alone. You feel like an island. You feel ugly. You feel unwanted. You feel like, like when I say the word widow, do you get a picture in your head? I do. I get a visual of what I think a widow looks like. And, you know, there's young widows, there's elderly widows, all kinds of widows. So it's not that thing, but it's like... It's just like, so I don't like the term, right? But it is. And listening to what some of these ladies said was so good. And it was meant for me. And I'm like, here I am thinking, I'm here to give this stuff and I'm here to give. And and I was receiving through these ladies. And I know Jesus wanted me to hear this. I'll just thank God for it. Thank God for it. But I, I share with you some of the highlights, if you don't mind. And if you want to write this down, I think it'd be a great thing to do. I won't take you through all of it, but I want to tell you some of the things that God placed on my heart to share, which I, which I feel like were totally from him and not because of me by any means. But being a widow is one of the worst things I've ever experienced. I pray that no one has to endure it. There's a lot of stuff that comes with that title. It's a roller coaster. And as soon as you think you're like, yay, I'm getting better, something else happens. And then you worry, especially if you're a mother, am I, am I doing what's right for these kids? You know, I'm pairing to them all alone, something I never planned on doing or wanted to do. I miss that man. I miss his voice, you know, all of the things. And then you feel so, you you have lost your confidence because part of your very identity is missing. And by the way, one of the elderly widows was talking to me. She had a very soft, like soft voice. Her name is Maureen and I, Maureen, and I loved her. And she said, I think I need to tell you. And I'm always like, when I hear, you know, Christian say that, what? She goes, I didn't know who I was because I was a wife. And you know, as growing up, I was a daughter and I had my siblings and I was a sister and, you know, my parents passed. So it was like hard. I felt like I wasn't a daughter. I'm a daughter of a king, you know, but I felt like I wasn't a daughter. This is her telling me. And then she said, when my siblings passed, I'm like, I'm not a sister anymore, you know? And this is just her story. But the thing that she said that was the most impactful to me was she goes, I didn't know who I was after my husband died, because my identity was wrapped up in him. My identity was wrapped up in being a wife. And by the way, that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, no joke. I feel the same way. I like, I kind of like, God, what do you want? Who am I now? Right. And she said, you're going to gain it again. Don't worry. She goes, but I think you need to know that because no one told me that. And I'm like, no one told me that either, which no one, there's not a, there's not a widow course I mean, there are some people that put some really amazing things together. By the way, if you are a widow, may I uh, encourage you to reach out to the Widow Squad or Widow411 on Instagram. Her name is Kim. She's fantastic. And she has done some really cool stuff with the things she learned being a widow, unfortunately. But she's 
using all that to share with other widows. So I'm up there speaking and I'm trying to, you know, set the scene for, by the way, I understand about, about, about loss and I understand about hope. The scriptures I shared specifically, feel free to write these down, were Romans 5, 3 through 5, Isaiah 66, 9, and 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Let me share those with you just real fast. It's talking about suffering, right? And Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, but we should also glory in our suffering, which sounds so weird. It sounds so counterintuitive, like what? We should be happy when we suffer? Because I feel the exact opposite, but listen. He says that because we know that our suffering, and maybe we don't know this yet, but this is the truth. Our suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God, his love has been poured out all of our hearts to the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Suffering produces perseverance, wherewithal, like your threshold. Suffering produces character. It's character building. You guys, if you weren't made fun in elementary or high school, like you missed out. And I don't mean a lot, but I mean, like it builds character. It really, really can. Um, But that character then in turn builds hope. And you would think it wouldn't. You would think it would destroy it, but it doesn't. Because Jesus is the way it is. But listen, we have to make a decision. Here's one of the things I made them fill in the blank on. We have to decide if something. We are either a victim or we have a uniquely important role in his grand story. So you're either a victim, sisters and brothers, or you have a uniquely important role. I choose to believe I have a uniquely important role. And you know why I believe this? Because when I read the Bible and I read all the stories of all those people, they're underdogs. They had the worst stuff happen to them. Why did he, why did he feel it necessary to tell us those stories? Because they have purpose. And they all end up building the wherewithal, you know, the, the character, hope. And, and and then their stories, as terrible as some of them are and were, they're used for our teaching, our rebuking, our learning, a way that we can identify with them as, oh my gosh, if these people, if God was at handling their whole life and that happened to them, I need to kind of take a different viewpoint to what's going on with me. Because suffering, I believe, is part of life. I really do. Not necessarily we deserve it or don't. There is no deserve. I, by the way, hate that word. I can't stand the word. I heard Tara Lee Cobble of the um, Bible Recap say, I can't stand that word. I'm like, I can't stand it either. I deserve this. You know, of course, everything on TV is like, you deserve it. Okay, hold on. Let's just dial it back a little bit and and see what Jesus did for us. And, and I don't deserve it. I'm so thankful for what he's done, but I don't deserve it. But we were either a victim or we have a role in this, right? Isaiah 66, nine says this, and this gives me such hope. I will not cause pain with allow, without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born. Wow. And I know that hope is abstract, like faith. You know what I mean? If we can see the things we're, we have faith in, then it's not faith. It's like, it's fact. Faith is a heart knowledge and a head knowledge, Right. Well, I believe so is hope, but I have only seen things through scripture and in my life that just push me more to to the feet of Jesus and more hope in him than anything. 
because I learned this too. This is the second thing you want to write down if you're following along like this and you want to do it. We can never put our hope in anything we can lose. And I don't remember where I first heard that, but I've said it many times because we can lose our looks. We can lose our job. We can lose um, uh, some of our athleticism if we ever had it, right? We can lose people. We can lose our husbands. We can lose our best friend, which was, I lost my sister in 2016. Excuse me. Please. No, this is a real podcast. And those are schnauzers. Don't you, don't you second guess the schnauzer. They will cut you. Um, But never put your hope in anything you can lose because we can lose everything we can touch, right? But we can never lose Jesus. We can never lose our salvation. And once you kind of realize that, you're like, well, all right, then. I mean, no matter what, I'm going to see him someday and he's going to know me because I know him. And I praise God for that. Let me share with you a few more real fast. Now, like in, in our minds, though, when we lose stuff, we get real twisted. We get sad. We feel like we're a victim, like I spoke about earlier. But it, like, I, I need mental help. And, and when I say that, I know that the world takes that a whole nother way. But I've got to get my head right because my human side, my emotions get real twisted. I get very sad. And then I think, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong to get this? And But that's not at all how it works. Here are some perspective shifts that I've found that have helped me so much. Let me let me give you a couple here. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. This is actually my hope and struggle like scripture, like the one I have. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassions and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our trouble, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort we ourselves receive from God. To me, that blew my, that blew my mind because it basically says, whatever God has gotten you through, this is my interpretation, whatever God has gotten you through, we are supposed to then help other people get through that same thing. No, I don't want to have like this whole widow crowd because widowing but I need to share what God has done in my life through these things. I need to share that. And God shows you here that there's purpose through that pain, that there can be purpose. And we can almost like make as good as we can on that loss and the, and the stuff that's happened, right? Romans eight twenty eight says, all things work for the good of those called according to his purpose. So you think, what? How, how I met Lee was at a funeral. This is, this is my late husband. And this funeral was a really very unique circumstances. It was a private plane crash where the, so crazy, but the person flying it, I actually went to high school with. And he, unfortunately, the plane was actually, unfortunately crashed. But the people that were on it were like a mom and a dad, the grandmother, and I believe four kids. And it was a really kind of important family in Wichita Falls, which is where I'm from. The the irony to me was like tenfold, but the man flying the plane was married to a woman that I used to date her ex-husband in college. Okay, Wichita Falls, Wichita Falls. But he had a daughter named Brittany and I loved her, right? They had gotten married young and had a daughter and they got divorced. Anyway, she got remarried. Well, the guy she got remarried to Brittany, by the way, was on the flight. The guy, guy she got remarried to, his name is Jason. And 
his mom is the person who mentored me in fitness. She is, her name is Renee Christine. I forever love her. And she is the one that said, you need to do fitness. I think this is for you. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, you're good at this. I'm like, I am, right? Uh, the other ironic thing is the guy I used to date was Lee's brother. Okay, that like we need to go out and have maybe a, like a beverage, an adult beverage to have that whole discussion. But the point is this lady, Renee Christie, like, you know how hard it was to see her and know that a huge portion of her family had just been like abolished from this earth. And I wrote something on Facebook once about how I hate the circumstances in which I met Lee, but I thank God I met Lee. And she would always put Mindy, Romans 8, 28. And if the mother that lost her son and his wife and all her grand, you know, all of her grandkids, but her grandkids from him can say, all things work together for the glory of God. I'm like, I want to be like her. And that scripture reminds me that all things work together for those who love him. And then when I get sad and I think, how can I possibly get through this? I I also go with Philippians 4, 8, 9. Let me read these to you. All right, finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. That part is as important to me as the list of things. So when we get our heads really twisted and we're just focusing on all the things that are bad, all the things that we're upset about, all the things that are worrying us, we're actually supposed to switch that. And we have the choice. We can capture all those thoughts under the power of Jesus Christ. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. It takes a little bit of work. But that scripture is true as anything. And we need to think what is true, what is noble, what is right. What is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable, what is excellent and praiseworthy. Think of these things. And he says, put them into practice. It's one thing to go, oh, yeah, I've heard that forever, but it doesn't work. Well, wait a minute. It, you have to be an active participant. We have to be an active participant in this mentally, emotionally, everything. And we need to let our worries be a reminder to pray. That was the little third thing I had them write down because it's one thing to worry and just let that go. But anytime we're worried, we're like, oh, I'm so concerned. Wait, stop. <sighs> Jesus come to you right now. I lift up, blah, 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 blah. Do it. And it becomes a habit. And wow, it changes things. It really, really does. So kind of to bring all this to, to a head in second Corinthians 10, five is actually the scripture about taking everything captive and we can, we have to try it and we have to believe it. And we have to keep asking for God to do that and actively participate in thinking of things differently, whether we sing or get up or go work out or go for a walk or think of things that are funny and that are praiseworthy. You guys, I have to think of things that are funny. I mean, I think of the goodness of Jesus and things like that, but I literally remember someone falling down the stairs and they did not get hurt. It was like in ninth grade or something. And I almost wet my pants. I laughed so hard. And it's one of those weird things that I still, like if I wake up and I think about them, I'm like, like it still makes me laugh. Like those are the things he wants us to lift ourselves up and out of that pit because the evil one wants us to be in that pit. Nothing in God's word ever tells us, yeah, stay in the pit. It's good for you. Just, you know, worry about all this stuff. No, bring all our worries to him. And here's what I've learned, you guys. And this is what I shared with them through that. And I wonder if this just might encourage you or maybe encourage someone that you might know that you want to share this with. But here's the good news. Here's what I've discovered. The lower I am, the closer I am to Christ. My pain 
pushes me to seek him. He fills my heart with peace, the, the kind of peace that makes no sense. I know there's purpose in all of the pain because his word tells me that. His word proves that to be true. He still allows me joy and joy in my boy's life too, even through it all. The good news is that we can pray to him. We can be free Christians. We can take everything to him in prayer, whether it's sadness or loneliness or my longings or the things that even make me angry. He listens. I set it all at the the feet of Christ. and And here's why I trust in him. You guys, Christ isn't offering this world. He's not offering you fame, money, all your heart's desires. He's offering you life. He's offering us hope. He's offering us a future, but the difference is we can't go around our trouble. We have to go through it with him. And whatever's going on or whatever's going on, ha- we have to go through it. We can't try to not feel it. And even though I know that's human nature, we have to go through it. But the good news, we don't have to go through it alone. I praise him for the good and the not so good because it's all building something far greater than, I mean, the person we can even imagine ourselves to be with him and through him. Wow. And then I'm reminded um, of, I don't know, I think I heard this, like I heard a pastor, it might've been a reel. I, I love when people send me good reels, not bad ones, like weird ones that take you down like some sort of rabbit hole. But like it was a pastor and he basically said, you know, we can't go around our trouble. We can't go around the struggle. We have to go through it. And we may suffer, but it's only for the good. It's only going to grow things. You know what I mean? I even always think about fitness, you know, Um, you can't get where you want to be by being comfortable. You know what I mean? You got to get a little uncomfortable. You got to do things you don't want to do in order to get the life you want, as I tell my boys all the time. But I think about Daniel. This is what he mentioned. Daniel was saved from the lion's den, but he still had to go in it and spend the whole night there. Did Did the animals tear him apart limb from limb? No, God shut their mouths. Yet, he still had to go in the lion's den. You think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They still had to go in the fiery furnace that was seven times hotter than it was normally. But God saved them. There was a fourth person in the fire. The word says that. But did they still have to go through it? Yes. But were they saved? Yep, they sure were. So when I think of stories like that in the Bible, you know, I think of things. I mean, David still had to go fight Goliath. God didn't keep him from it. I love David. By the way, he's one of my most favorite characters in the Bible. Um, Other than Jesus, obviously. But uh, he still had to go through it. And so I lovingly encourage you, just telling you, lean into it. Number one, it'll get through faster. (laughs) Number two, ask for God to guide you and guide your steps. As the pastor at the church I go to right now, he says, guide my steps, guide my steps. I want you to guide my steps, sweet Jesus. But see what God has for you in the richness of having this relationship with him and going through the tough times. Wow. Your perspective changes, who you are changes, but in the best of ways. I'm going to pray real fast and uh, then we'll be done. Jesus, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this new Riverside platform. It is amazing. Thank you, Lord God, for Prozis which I get to tell them about in a little bit. That's a cool avenue, Lord God. Thank you for that. But I thank you most of all for your word. I thank you that we can come on a platform like this and through podcasts, Lord God, to share your word, but most of all, to share hope in who you are. Lord, I pray that this will reach whoever it needs to reach. 
I want this to be about you. I don't know why you've let so much happen in our lives. I don't know why we still continue to struggle. I'm sure we'll struggle probably for the rest of our lives in some way. But I want nothing more than for you to be glorified. I want nothing more, Lord God, than for you to shine through it all. And Lord, please hear my heart. I love you. Please forgive me my sins. Lord, I lift up those prayer requests that I have been begging you for. I lift up these people that are listening. I lift up the Bible babes. I lift up everyone in my fitness business. Lord God, I pray that somehow, some way through all that, that you will get the glory, that they will reach out to you and that they will have a relationship that maybe they've never had before and that they will see such a peace and a joy in this messed up world, God. I love you. I praise you. You are my hope. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for being here. And real fast, uh, this episode has been brought to you by Prozis, P-R-O-Z-I-S. This is a really cool place that I have found some great things from. Let me tell you real fast, I'm going to give you a discount code. So like um, in, in the nutshell, in this last year, I've probably lost about eight-ish pounds. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's been mostly fat. So like a lot of times when you lose weight, you lose muscle and fat. Why? I wanted to work so, 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 so hard not to lose my muscle. After Lee, my hormones went really messed up. I am perimenopausal. I, I have like zero testosterone. My thyroid doesn't work right. Like, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. So first I went and had my hormones checked. I tried to get those balanced. And yes, I have helpers on that. But I wanted to, I had gained a lot you know, of weight, of fat. And a lot of that was all those reasons too. But also grief is very physical. In addition to that, I'm 50. You know, your body just doesn't come around the Kona like it used to come around the Kona. And so I'm in fitness, but I'm in fitness because I love it. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. I get to witness people through fitness, but it's also like my thing. I, when I'm heavier, I feel worse, not only mentally and emotionally, but physically. And so I did a lot of research and I got help from people and got into a kind of a different kind of eating. And so instead of intermittent fasting, I started eating more often and eating as much protein as I could. So all of that to tell you that it's hard to sometimes get enough protein in. You can't always be home. You can't always make your eggs and cottage cheese. You can't always get your grilled chicken that you've cooked in this amazing way or whatever, you know, or eat your pro drink your protein shake or whatever. So I looked for avenues. And so one of my favorite like ways to get protein in um, is through this company, P-R-O-Z-I-S. If you use the code Mindy10, you're going to get a discount on checkout. Um, we love the protein muffins and we love the protein waffles and we love the protein pancakes. They, the protein waffles are probably our favorite. It's a bag and you can mix them up and you can even add stuff to if you want. But uh, using their serving size, it's 14 extra grams of protein. I love it and Garrett loves it. It is to me been a blessing because it's now I don't have to go find out, you know, get all this protein and make it, make it, make it. This is one of the easiest things to make and it has helped me not only lose that fat, but maintain my muscle mass. And I am really in one, probably in one of the best shapes of my life I've been in in probably the past 10, 15 years, if I can be honest. And I'm so happy because you think when you're older, it can't happen. All right, enough to be said about that. Go look up P-R-O-Z-I-S.com. Go and hit Mindy 10. And I would love for you to try some of that stuff. Thank you for being here.